This ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle because it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda because she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh. Hello and welcome back to Parenting with a Punch show. I am your host, Amanda Hool, parentingwithapunch.com to learn all the ways that you can learn to work with me one-on-one. I have fabulous guests here today, a couple, Kyle and Rachel with rightwellnesscenter.com. I'm so excited to bring them on and talk all things sex, relationships, you name it. So let's give a warm welcome to the both of them. Yeah, absolutely. It's so great to have you. So we just shared from the page. So hopefully we'll have some peeps join us. And if not, they can catch the replay. So fantastic. Yeah. So glad to have you on. So tell, tell us about uh, Right Wellness and how you sort of got to do the work that you're doing with the two of you. Oh my gosh. Well, it was a very interesting journey. (laughs) As all businesses and lives are, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, So I have my master's degree in clinical psychology and had Mm -hmm. a really successful private practice in San Francisco. Okay. And I loved working with couples all around sex and relationships. That was my area of focus. Mm -hmm. But I would come home to my then boyfriend, now husband, (laughs) and talk to him about how so many of the couples, if not most of the couples that were coming in, didn't actually need therapy. But there was nothing really between just buying a book for their relationship and going to therapy. So my brilliant husband was like, well, (laughs) you taught me how to do some of this stuff. And now I have helped other people why don't we do that together? And so that's exactly how we got started. So now we're bridging the gap between a self-help book and a therapist couch. I mean, what she said. (laughs) That's awesome. Now you guys just recently, um, you're launched, just launched a new program, right? You want to tell us about that? Yeah. It's the, the newest iteration of our signature program called revive your relationship where, If you feel like you don't have the tools or the techniques or the the know-how to mm-hmm. succeed in your relationship, this program will do all of that for you. Which let's face it, like nobody does. Yeah. I mean, I had to get a master's to learn how to fight with my partner. Right. <laughs> which is crazy. And bananas and costs a lot of money. So we didn't, (laughs) we wanted to create something that really gave people those foundational tools without having to go get a freaking master's degree in clinical psychology. 
I know it's amazing, isn't it? You know, cause communi- I'm sure they, they teach you all about the communication and I don't have my master's in clinical psychology, but, um, but even just doing the work that I'm doing, the communication seems to be like the biggest gap that, that you see. Yeah. 100%. I mean, there's just no education out there and how to like not call your partner names when you're really upset or how to use I statements to make sure you're not blaming somebody ahead of time before you even get the conversation going. Yes. 150%. It's so true. It's all about, you know, trying to be kind, even when you're fighting. I mean, you don't have to use name calling or, you know, hurtful things to get your point across. Right. Totally. And there's such little tweaks, Mm. you know, that's what we've been teaching so much is that I think people are very surprised at how simple the tweaks are to do. Right. Yet they're so profoundly impactful. Yeah. Big time. We were uh, answering some questions last night after a uh, a masterclass we taught and Mm -hmm. so many of the questions were so not simple in the way that it was an obvious question that could be answered, but more simple in the way that the amount of effort to change their dialogue to be more effective was so simple and yes. so quick and easy. Little tweaks. Very cool. So we have a comment here from Sandy. Very interested in learning more. Wish he would be more open to it. He doesn't think there is an issue. Just learned there are rules fighting. Totally. And that happens all the time, Sandy. Yeah. All the time. And that's honestly why we created this program is that you can go through it by yourself Mm. and use the tools to then transform the things in your relationship. And we give lifetime access because a lot of times what happens is one person goes through it, things start shifting and they're like, Oh, I like this. This is better. What? Mm what has been going on? And then it's like, Oh, well, I've been taking this program and they're like, Oh, I'll, can I take it? Yeah. (laughs) And so really all it takes is that one person wanting to see the change. And then that can really transform everything. Yeah. Agreed. That is, that's, that's really, really cool. I mean, I think, you know, I used to feel that way when it came to like behavior and parenting. And then I realized very, well, I wouldn't say too early on, but I realized that, if, well, one, if, um, the parents weren't on the same page, you know, and I, I hate to, you know, blame it on the man, Kyle, but it was, it's a lot of men that, um, are not as open to getting that support and sort of like knowing that there are issues and if they're not parenting on the same page and how that can completely affect their, their relationship. Oh, yeah. Well, and that comes back to your whole modern masculinity stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's a separate program that I do. I do one-on-one men's coaching, uh, helping guys kind of understand their masculinity and the way that they want to, Mm -hmm. and uh, kind of getting their own version of what being masculine can mean for them. It's really because we're told what to do our entire lives and not ever asked, you know, what masculinity is for us. Mm -hmm. Um, And the way I always try to, to answer to talk to Sandy more, the way that I always try to tell men about this program is that, I mean, what you never got taught how to be in a relationship. You never got taught how to communicate effectively. Mm -hmm. You also never got taught how to change a tire in a car until you did. And then after that, you knew how to do it. Right. So if you want to be good at something, you got to learn how to do it at some point. No one's born being good at relationships. Anyone who tells you otherwise or that they learned by doing it's bullshit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it takes practice just like anything else, right? We have to apply it. We actually have to do the work and we have to put the energy into it. And if we're not putting the energy into it, then 
chances are, then yeah, you're not going to see change. You're not going to see progress. Absolutely. And I'm sure that you see the same thing with parenting because it's the same way. I mean, we're not, nobody teaches us how to be parents either. Right. Nope. Absolutely not. So of course, you know, we're going to get to the sex part. So, because that is, uh, well, you, you, you work with it. And again, which I've been for any viewers that are tuning into this episode, you know, that I've basically, it's been covered in each one of my guests during our sex series is if you're not having sex, if there's no intimacy, you know, especially when you have children in the mix, it it can, you know, a lot of times it ends up leading to divorce. And, um, unfortunately I have heard quite a few stories where, you know, it's been going on for years and, you know, they get to this level. So, yeah. Oh, um, (laughs) Sandy was saying, well, and I also have a sharp tongue, so that doesn't help. So it can escalate. And then he walks away and nothing gets accomplished. (laughs) Totally. Totally. (laughs) And that's usually what happens is that one person says something that mm-hmm. will set the other person off. And then right. that's the end of it. Yeah. Right. And then it's like, then with, you know, add kids into the mix with it. Oh. And then who wants to be intimate when you're pissed at each other, the kids right. are pulling at your hair, right. you're, you have spit up or food on you. It's like, right. You don't feel sexy. Wanted. Right. No, exactly. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's a perfect storm. And we wonder right. why the divorce rate is so high. Yeah. 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 I mean, it, it, it truly breaks my heart because I think that there really is so many tools out there and there's access to programs and professionals that you can get the support and it doesn't have to be so difficult. But unfortunately, I think there's just like this stigma in general, you know, especially in parenting and then sex, forget about it. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And again, like same concept who taught us how to have sex. (laughs) Like we all had sex ed, but I mean, I didn't get a class on how to have sex for pleasure. No, no. I got shown how to put a condom on a ruler. That's what I got. shown. (laughs) (laughs) And as practical as that, that is, I mean, that makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. He gave all the guys inferiority complexes at first. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I can only imagine. Truthfully. Like, am I supposed to be 12 inches long? Yeah. Does it, it fits the whole thing. Oh God. Well, but this is unfortunately the reality of it. So, you know, when it comes to, you know, sex and a lack thereof, um, you know, what are some of the things that you work, you know, with, with your clients on? Like if, you know, or are they coming to you, you know, stating that there is no sex or are they, you know, I mean, what's, kind of all over the place. Yeah. So I, I work with women directly. Um, yeah. I run a group program called ladies and libidos. Okay. And we work to really heal things from the past, mm-hmm. understand things that are going on in the present mm-hmm. and figure out what kind of sex life they want to have. Um, right. because kind of like you were saying, babe, about, mm. you know, figuring out what masculinity means to a man. We as women don't really ever get anything that's like, what do you want your sex life to look like? Yeah. What does sexuality mean to you? Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times it's focused on the man's pleasure. There seems right. to be a lot of um, pressure around sex. And so, you know, when we're working with couples, it's of course very different than when we're working with people one-on-one. 
Um, but it kind of runs the gamut. There's people who are having too much sex and they're like, we need to calm down. Like it's starting to take over certain things. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And then there's people who haven't had sex, like you were mentioning, for for years. Yeah. And the longer it goes, the harder and harder it is to get back into it. Right. Um, and it makes total sense because, yeah. you know, if you haven't worked out a muscle for a really long time, it's really scary to go try and work it out again. Yeah, it's absolutely. True. Yep. And it, it, it really, it is a muscle. I mean, it's, it's re- like, it, <laughs> anything, well, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes, no, absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I completely agree wholeheartedly. Yeah. Now yeah. with, um, I mean, like, what do you suggest or like how, you know, where to start for couples that, um, are not, you know, having sex and sort of, you know, trying to bridge that communication. The first thing is having the conversation. Yeah. The first thing is you got to talk about it. You can't read each other's minds. We're not mind readers. Try as we might, Thank we can't you. do it. Like mm-hmm. I can't think, I don't know what Rachel's thinking. Right. Yes. I, I could ask her what she's thinking, but I can't actually know. So it's so important to immediately be able to talk about it. And mm-hmm. just acknowledge the reality, yeah, right? right? Like, Hey, so we haven't had sex in six months. Right. Or we haven't had sex in two years. Yeah. Like just name it and take right. away the power from that unnamed thing Yeah, and right. have a conversation around it. And mm-hmm. then where we go from there typically There's- depends on the person's why mm-hmm. and why the sex has been, um, mm-hmm. a couple of main things that we see come up and you can speak more to this from the yeah. male side, but with parents, especially we see a lack of boundaries around the kids. Yeah. And well, our kids will walk in. Okay, so take them somewhere else and get a babysitter. Right. Right. What? Or put a lock on your door. Well, what if they need something? Well, they'll get you if it's an emergency. Like, they will start pounding on your door. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things like that with kids and boundaries that Mm -hmm. there's a lot of fear around setting up that boundary with the kids and feeling like they're going to be like pushing them away. Yeah. But in reality, it's a really healthy way of teaching boundaries to the kids. Yeah, I I agree. (laughs) And then with women and then I'll let you, sorry, I'm like going on it with women. (laughs) I always advise like almost always to start masturbating Mm -hmm. and I love asking, okay, so when was the last time you had sex? Cool. Separate answer. When was the last time you masturbated? Right. And typically that answer is even longer ago than the last time they had sex. Which really opens up. I mean, that, that helps you to be more comfortable in your own sexuality. 100%. And with women's sex organs, the old expression, like if you don't use it, you lose it. It's kind of, it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, our, our, our muscles just start to like, not yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. Yep. No, it's true. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that we hear about, uh, from the men's perspective when it comes to sex, especially around parenting is that, yeah. and again, I feel like this does paint guys in kind of a weirdly negative light, but it's the thing we hear most often is, or one of the things we hear most often is that there's a weird expectation that sex will be exactly the same before or after kids as it was before kids Mm. that the frequency position, like all of that is going to be almost the same as it is once you have children. And that's, 
a really inconsiderate uh, position to take because it's assuming a lot from uh, your female partner. It's assuming that they're having big, big changes like, you know, for mental or emotional state with kids around about mm-hmm. how exhausted you're going to be. <laughs> that, that's something uh, we were talking to somebody who recently, I think they're in the first two weeks of having their, uh, their newborn. And uh, she's like, no one says a damn thing about how exhausted you are. Everyone's like, oh, it's magical. And you have a baby and it's sweet and it's endearing. <laughs> yeah. And I'm exhausted. It's been two weeks. I don't think I've slept. Uh, there's, so that's one of the bigger things we hear from the men's perspective is being able to really put themselves in their partner's shoes mm-hmm. and gain a deep understanding of where they're at, which will help kind of kill the assumptions and also remind them that assuming is bad in general. Well, and also remembering that, and it's not just after kids, like mm. throughout the relationship, if you're with somebody for, for a long time, and then time yeah. shit changes all the time. Right. right. Yeah. So your preferences are going to change. What you like is going to change. Our bodies change. Our reaction to things change. So just because we loved that one position when we were 22, <laughs> doesn't mean we're going to love that same position when we're like 62. Yeah. Right. that's the truth yeah so really just gaining the tools to communicate about it is Mm -hmm. the underlying thing yeah it it usually is never about the sex itself Mm -hmm. with communication would you say it's the the lack of communication 100 percent well you know the funny thing is is that you know we encourage people to talk about everything in the relationship especially talking about sex and What's weird is that people are oddly hesitant to want to talk about sex with the person they're having sex with. It's really weird. It is really weird to me, but unfortunately I think a lot of couples deal with that. Absolutely. I mean, nothing's going to change unless you can talk about it. Right. No, I agree. Now, Kyle, would you say that it would be beneficial for, you know, the men in the relationships to sort of, be prepped or, you know, be prepared for this and have these conversations prior to having, oh. uh, having a family and how much that would probably make a difference in a healthy relationship. <laughs> I, can, I think you can tell by our expressions that we absolutely <laughs> think that's a good idea. Well, you know, there almost seems to be like, there needs to be like a new, like pre and post baby, like starter pack for like <laughs> modern couples nowadays, where right. it's what to really expect before what to really expect when it happens, what to really expect after it happens, right. because there's, you know, we have friends who are having kids the next week or two, and there's just not a lot of information out there on like what to actually expect in your relationship. Not just yeah. in the hospital's great. They're like, here's what's going to happen in the hospital. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. Baby's going right. to come. We're going to go. Then you're out in like a day or two, uh, ideally. But there's not a lot of information on what the couple needs to do for each other. Right. And that would be very helpful. Yep. Well, on that note, I actually, um, I just launched, it's not like a particular program per se, but it's, it's one-to-one support, um, with couples who are expecting. So they're expecting their their first child. So So I haven't, yeah, I haven't been, um, like super marketing it. Um, but you know, my mailing list and such, and, you know, those that are aware. And I do have one couple that I've worked with a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. And it, as I've go- gone through this process and working with my families, I was like, this is just like, this is ridiculous. Like we need, you know, it, it's going to help prevent and be so super proactive for these oh, parents yeah. to be. 
Oh yeah. So, I'm oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. person out there that's going to, that's offering it. The Which is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's so, so valuable. Yeah. So needed. Yeah. I, I, I totally agree now. So with the, um, back to the, the sex piece, as far as like, what are I mean, and again, this is going to vary for everybody, obviously, because every couple is different, but as far as like how often are like knowing how to gauge that or, you know, you hear, you hear like mixed feelings with schedule it, you know, well, if you're scheduling it, you know, then it doesn't feel as, you know, like as intimate, you know, I mean, what are you, what are your thoughts on that? It's oh, our I favorite question. So, many thoughts on it. <laughs> so really there's two pieces to that, right? It's like the question of how often should we be having sex? Mm-hmm. And then does scheduling take away from the spontaneity and excitement? Right. You want to take the first one and I'll take the second one? Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that is by far the most common question we get about sex. How often should we be having sex? People want to know. People want to be kind of told like what's healthy. And I think from a male's perspective, I think it's also helpful to hear because, you know, just for the woman watching or just yeah. in general. Absolutely. So the only way to really answer that question, uh, how many times a week should you be having sex, is to have the couple sit down, look at each other in the eyes, and say, how often do you want to be having sex a week? Right. Mm-hmm. Because there is no number. There is no... Agreed. standard number for the mm-hmm. amount of times you should have sex a week because right. that doesn't mean anything. Right. I agree. I agree. Yeah. We've worked with couples who have sex once a month mm-hmm. and are more happy and connected and in love than people who are having sex every day. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and vice versa. It's whatever yeah. works for their situation, for what works for their partnership, for their time. And then mm-hmm. after that, you can figure out if you need to schedule based on like, okay, if you want to have sex four times a week, let's see how that works with the rest of our lives. Right. So the thing with scheduling is that you don't have to schedule intercourse. <laughs> and I think that when we all hear like schedule That's sex, cool. it's like, okay, at 6.02 PM, the <laughs> penis is going to enter, you know? And it's like, right. if it were that, it totally takes away yeah. from the excitement around like it. Clinical. Right. Yeah. But what we can do is schedule intimacy time Mm. and we can schedule a block of time that is just for you and your partner Mm. and no expectation, but maybe it's no kid intimacy time and whatever that looks like for you and your partner Mm -hmm. is great. Maybe it is sex. Maybe it's naked cuddles. Yeah. Maybe it's, you know, a new exploration of something together. Maybe it's taking a shower together. Like there are so many things that could fall under that umbrella. Mm -hmm. And then that can take away from the anti-spontaneity thing because you really don't know what's going to happen, but at least you know that the time is there for it to potentially happen. Right. No, agreed. Because you also hear too often is, you know, once the kids come in the picture, there's no, you know, they're not scheduling that, that, that time together and they're not putting their, their relationship first. And, you know, I have to disagree that your relationship has to come, your relationship has to come first before the kids. And if it doesn't, I I mean, good luck. It it could happen five years, 10 years, 15 years. Eventually it's going to hit you. 
Oh, yeah. I 100%. mean, when it comes to kids and your time, kids are like a gas in that way. They're going to fill the time no matter what. They're going to fill the container that they're in. Right. So if you don't have a way of putting your kids into their own little container, not like a box or anything, but like <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> a metaphorical container in this case, yeah. if you don't have a way of corralling your kids a little bit to give you some time, they will literally take over all of your time. It's mm-hmm. one of the bigger parenting, not flaws, but missteps that we see a lot. Right. Where they just, cause you want to be everything for your kids. You want to give them yeah. everything possible, but then you realize that you're literally giving them everything you have and you're not there for your partner or yourself. And then it really ends up negatively impacting your kids when you inevitably, like you said, get separated yep. or divorced or, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, which is worse putting a lock on your door and having your kids go to grandma's or babysitters for an hour mm-hmm. every week. Or putting them through a divorce when they're seven. Yeah. Right. And and I have heard that, you know, you'll hear that a lot of couples, you know, they're staying together for the kids or I don't, you know, we want to basically, you know, we're trying to stay together for the kids. And it's like, if they are unhealthy, you know, and unhappy in their relationship, the children are going to pick up off of that. Absolutely. And our kids learn what a healthy relationship is from us. Mm -hmm. You know, we started this whole conversation talking about how there's no education about how to be in a relationship. Right. And the only education that we get is from watching our parents. Mm -hmm. And so if it's a, if it's not a healthy relationship, if you're not happy, then Mm -hmm. they are going to have that subconscious belief Mm -hmm. that marriage doesn't have to be happy or I can just settle for this person because my parents never held hands. So it's okay if my partner doesn't do that to me. Yeah. And we don't think about it from that, you know, 50,000 foot view because we're in the, right. Like we don't know. And we're in the day to day. We're like trying to feed them and just make them happy and all the things, but really long-term that's what ends up happening. Yep. I agree. Now, would you also say too, that having a healthy sex life is going to trans <laughs> transmute into the rest of your relationship? Yes, absolutely. Yes. And showing affection, not having sex, obviously, but showing affection in front of your kids <laughs> right. is a really positive thing. Mm-hmm. We've worked with some couples who are very hesitant to show any sort of loving affection Mm. in front of their kids, you know, Oh, don't hit my ass while we're cooking, you know, (laughs) our daughter's right there. And it's like, no, it's it's a positive thing. Yeah. Right. You know, when, when your daughter is 42, do you want her to be in a relationship where she can be playful with her partner? Because that's what's getting imprinted in the back as she's watching you. Yep. Even if they're like, oh, gross. Like, who cares, kid? This is life. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> and you do. You'll hear the kids say like, ew, you're gross. Mommy and dad are kissing. Or, you know, don't do that in front of me. And I'm like, well, hey, you know, go leave, yeah. go, go, go out of the room. Leave the room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because then they get to see like, my parents love each other. Yeah. They may think it's gross, but it's a lot better than going to therapy at 35 being like, I never saw my parents hold hands. Yeah. And that's why I can't be intimate with anyone. Yeah. Because they're going to remember it when they're growing up. They're going to say how great it was to see their parents being that way, regardless mm-hmm. of how they felt when they're five, which is ridiculous because they're five. 
Yeah, no, I, I, I agree 100%. Like that they're not, that's when they're getting those positive memories. That's when the, those memories are being instilled. Exactly. They're not able to consciously, you know, problem solve or figure out like, this is what they just see what they see. And <laughs> they exactly. it's, it's, it's yeah, exactly. positive, you know, emulation that, that, that they're seeing. Yep. yep. I told one of my clients once, if your kid is saying, ew, gross, mommy and daddy are kissing, you're doing a great job. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that means you're doing it well. Yeah. <laughs> agreed. Agreed. <laughs> now, and you would also say too that, you know, if you are having sex, of course, then you are naturally more happy, right? Like you're, oh, you're yeah. admitting. Oh, 100%. I mean, the, the, on a chemical level, you know, the brain chemicals that are released from that connection. And again, like when we say sex, it doesn't have to be intercourse. It can be oral sex. It can be sexy cuddling. Like, and I think that that's where a lot of us get caught up too. all or nothing mentality. Right. Yep. Um, I I agree. And when that intimacy is there, the oxytocin is flowing, the dopamine's flowing, and we're better parents, honestly, as humans, when we have those chemicals present in our body. So strictly from like a physiological level, we can show up better for our kids when we're happy ourselves in our relationship and in our sex lives. So important. Yep. Absolutely. I agree. I was wanted to see if we had... um, anyone on for any questions, but, and let me see if I can pull up your website. Let's see if it works for me. <laughs> technology. Oh, yes. technology. Gotta love the technology. Well, and if anybody tunes in and watches the replay and has a specific question, we're such open books. Oh Just yeah. Private message us on Facebook, shoot us an email. Like we, we love answering questions and, you know, we hop on calls with people all the time. You know, we know wonderful people like you, Amanda, who we can refer people to. So mm-hmm. it's That's great right. for us to be able to, to hop on phone calls with people and see if we can help. And if we're not the good fit for that time of life or what's going on, then yeah. we get to send them to beautiful people like yourself. Awesome. So rightwellness.com slash RYR, right? Is the new program. Uh, Rightwellnesscenter.com. Rightwellnesscenter. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I'm actually, I'm going to put it here in the um, comments. So people will awesome to also see it there. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. And there's even a, there's a link on there to book a call with us. There's a link on there to chat with us on Facebook, mm-hmm. to send us an email. Everything is awesome. on that page. Cool. Oh, yeah. This was so much fun. Thank you guys. I think ha- yeah. hearing from a couple and, but you know, from both the male and the female's perspective, I think is just so important and eye opening, you know, for, for anyone that, that tunes in because it, it's, it's important to hear it from both sides. 100 percent absolutely and thank you for having us yeah seriously thank you it was so much fun and i hopefully look forward to maybe collaborating in the future too oh yeah Yeah, we can't wait to have you on our podcast yeah Yeah. awesome that sounds fabulous well thanks so much guys i really appreciate it thank you (laughs) you, we'll talk to you soon all right bye bye Thank you so much for tuning into Parenting with a Punch show for our fabulous sex series. We have one more guest coming on this Monday, so don't miss out. And be sure to check out my couples retreat Costa Rica, parentingwithapunch.com. And remember, keep asking for more. You deserve it. Thank you. Bye, everyone.
This ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents at to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Class is in session. Please be seated. Behaviors that get attention get repeated. Avoid the power struggle, cause it will get you heated. Listen to Amanda, cause she knows how to teach it. Yo, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Oh, this ain't parents out to lunch. No, this is parenting with the punch. Yeah, yeah, oh, oh.